I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following... The following... The following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, a quite a great spirit of adventure. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea and muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you are fantastic. Never trust a hug. It's just a way to hide your face. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. Why are you pointing at screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols. Gallifrey! Yes, this must be where I live. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Gallif Radio. I am your host, Veronica, along with my companions, Nate and Sarah. How's it going, guys? Yo. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah, are, same. Yeah, we, we've got a lot to talk about. I think we need to just jump into it. We are talking today about also episode 10 of series 11 of Doctor Who. This uh, mm-hmm. on our penultimate. Let me see so. if I can say it without looking it up, but I'm pretty sure it was Ranscor Avkalos. I would have never remembered that. Yeah, no. well, I'm yeah. pretty sure that was the planet they go to is Ranscor Avkalos. Okay. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fucking fix this microphone. Keep talking. Okay. Well, they we... can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> they can't see you. I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm on the radio. This is the radio. <laughs> I was over here struggling because it wasn't you tall enough. Like you were and I was like trying Maybe to get struggling, it. struggling, everybody. It, it was probably hysterical <laughs> to watch, actually. It makes for poor radio. But anyways. <laughs> go God. Ahead. Shit. Anyway, so we're talking about this, uh, this last episode of Doctor Who. This was the season finale for Doctor Who, right? Yeah, series 11 is series done. Series 11 season finale. Jo- They've got one episode coming out for New Year's as the special. So we've got one episode of Gallifradio left this season. We will be mm-hmm. covering the New Year's episode and some classic Who throwbacks. I'm stoked. Yeah, that'll be a good episode. That'll be fun. We're going to kind of go out on a high note here because this season has been, and this is good to discuss, in this series we've had the whole like, ah, oh, there's so much disjointment that we, we don't feel connected to anything. And this episode, not quite what I had called on episode nine, claiming that they would tie all the episodes into one story, mm-hmm. but they did take us back to the beginning cleverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you guys think about that? Like this story on Ranskor Avkalos. Well, let me just say, when we watched the first episode and we saw the the dorky tooth vi- villain, yeah, tooth head villain. Tim, Tim Shaw. Shaw. Tim Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Shaw. Yeah, so I, I feel like I remember saying they just burst him into some random place in time and space. What the fuck is that guy going to be off doing? Yeah, you we did, did say that. We were at talking the end. about that. We're like, they, like he's like, that's no probably going to come back to bite. Yeah, that's going to come back to haunt them. And it did in mm-hmm. uh, this uh, episode. Isn't Ryan to blame for that? Yeah, it's his fault. He, he actually tried to kill Tim Shaw. He kicks him off the thing in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then doesn't Tim Shaw, does he portal himself or no. does one the of, doctor does, right? It was either the doctor no, or Didn't Ryan. he have one of those temporal shift thingies? See, that's what um, I thought. No, I, what happened was, I we're going to need to Google this, guys, yeah. just to make sure because we have a podcast and we have to know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Maybe you can yeah. get on that right now. But as I recall it, I remember Ryan 
booting Tim Shaw's ass off of that crane. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the doctor, or no, I feel like Ryan shot him with the little space gun thing. One of them did shot him into another time and place. Yeah, it was like a like a Tim random Shaw shift, it. though. It was uncontrollable by Tim Shaw. He just got kicked to where wherever he was going to go. Right, because I can't remember how it went little, down. They they broke his little thing, so they didn't know where he was going to end up, and yeah. they just totally fucking forgot about him, which is kind of yeah, kind of like the doctor to do, I suppose. But well. We actually don't know if the doctor actually forgot about Tim Shaw, but they, they didn't bring it up, right. so we're just left to assume, right. really. But, you know, I imagine that the doctor probably has all of that in the back of the mind mm-hmm. any, at any given time. Yeah, the doctor has probably a giant mind palace to navigate through. Right. So that's <laughs> just that's like in a, in a while to get there. Yeah, a tiny little lockbox somewhere <clears throat> in there. Tim Shaw. Better lock that one away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save that, that for later. Come back to bite me. Yeah, <laughs> and then too it many did. teeth. And then it did. Yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of teeth. Yeah, I w- I was kind of expecting them as this was the season finale to bring back Tim Shaw or at least make reference to it, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to we happen. Were, we were actually wrong. Ryan does <laughs> not kick Tim Shaw off. Really? Carl does. The other guy, the one that survived that Tim Shaw was initially going after. That's, That's who right. I thought we were talking about. I don't Ryan, remember anybody's name. Ryan names. is the companion. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And as was the guy in the episode. Ki- Carl kicks him Carl. off the crane as Tim Shaw teleports away, much to the doctor's anger. Yeah, I, he just so escaped. He, he does just, escape he, by his own means. He pulled means. a, so a Dalek move. It necessarily their fault. So I'm wondering why... He's blaming the doctor for this whole thing and not Carl. Well, I think because he wasn't, he just like hit the thing to just get wherever he needed to get so he didn't die and he didn't know where he was going to end up. And then, of course, we see the payoff to that come in the Ren's Korav Kalas. Sarah, go ahead. She was asking about the the revenge thing. Like, why? Yeah, why didn't (laughs) Tim Shaw, like, take it out on Carl and... Yeah, like and make it the the whole thing was the doctor's fault in his mind. The answer I, is because of their first encounter when yeah. they first encounter Tim Shaw, because uh, that uh, he he was gonna kill you know be his warrior that was his last well, like yeah, kill because he took you know the doctor took away his it, king his kingdom yeah took away that was that was he he was almost ranking up or whatever they do in their crazy culture right. and uh, he needed yeah, one more tooth if the doctor intervened whether. She meant to or not. Right. And that's why he's got the vendetta, because none of that would have happened if the doctor hadn't have shown up at all. I he see. would have just killed the guy and went, oh, I'm killed king Carl of my world and became or king, yeah. Yeah, King Toothface, Tim Shaw. Mm-hmm. King of the Shaw. Whatever. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback, though. Because uh, this episode was interesting because it's, you know, it kicks off and we've got the tell. The, we, the, really, I would love to. You said this actually. It would be fun to watch The Woman Who Fell to Earth and then immediately watch the finale. It's almost a two parter. Cut the middle ground out altogether. You could probably do that mm-hmm. and not really be missing much. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that yeah. because I love Doctor Who and I really loved Jodie Whittaker this season and. I liked what they were trying to do. It just didn't all come together for me how I wanted it to, but nothing ever really does. So it's like uh, expectation, reality. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Yeah, me um, too. I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, the first step, ep- this episode, the Tim Shaw episodes, I think have been the strongest of the season for me. Yeah, and it's probably because it parallels like actual Doctor Who story arcs, how they have always done, where they have like a consistent villain, like the Daleks or the Cybermen. You know, I actually have a question for you guys. What if moving into the next series, which Jodie Whittaker is returning, let's make that official. That's true. She has said, "I'm back." However, and we need to dive into this later in the show. No Doctor Who till 2020. We get the Christmas special in twenty, or the the, the New Year's special. special. It's so hard to get my brain untrained from saying Christmas special because it's been right. a tradition for fucking well, thirteen years. Maybe this whole twenty eighteen thing is just making it like a happy holiday one. Maybe in future we can just refer to Doctor Who <laughs> holiday up like specials. Yeah, holiday specials. Right. And I'm right. all about that. I mean, I, the last time they did a New Year's show, does anybody know the last time Mm-mm. that Doctor Who had a New Year's special? Sarah. Uh, New Year's? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say they was a, oh, darn it. 
that one pop singer that did a, a special. That Kylie Minogue? Kylie Minogue. No, was that a New that Year's one? That was Christmas. That was a Christmas one? No. Uh, what I was actually looking for is The End of Time Part 2. It was David Tennant's finale. Was he it? left on New Year's. Yeah, because they did the Christmas special End of Time Part 1. Yeah, they left did. Left it as a cliffhanger for two weeks yeah, and then right. wrapped it up at the end of the year, at the beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, man. Yeah. And then the, oh, yeah, Banacafalada. Yeah. That was from that episode. Banacafalada. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Banacafalada. I miss David doctor. I want to revisit that someday. Yeah, yeah. David Tennant, man. We can get... That's a whole... We, we actually... Maybe we should have paid more tribute to him today on our tenth episode. He is the tenth Doctor, but well, uh, we can you bring fool. It up now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love him. There's so many great episodes. I think we've already kind of gushed about David Tennant yeah. ac- across the board, though. Uh, it's easy to do. It is easy to do. Uh, but back to it. Do you guys think that it's possible that in the next series that they do, uh, Chris Chibnall, Jodie Whittaker? That we will get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? More payoff because they'll pay off some of the stories from this season like they did the Tim Shaw. Like maybe they were testing the waters. Can we go a long distance of time? Will people care enough to remember that then maybe next season the, their second episode pays off this season's like eighth mm. episode or something, you know, and there we get more of those kablam things or whatever? I don't know. I'm hoping <laughs> to get a few more classic Who references and little Easter eggs because I like that shit. I think we really desperately need to see Jody up against a classic villain. Sarah? Um, oh, I was just thinking about what you said before, and I I don't I don't know that there's going to be anything like that. I, f- I feel like their focus was so different. The focus was so much on mm-hmm. this... Uh, inner inner character drama as it were Mm -hmm. you know like trying to deal with issues and all of this drama drama that type of drama anyways uh that that's the story that they were trying to tell this season right uh they made that very clear in this past episode i mean all of the Mm -hmm. the dead people and all of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that weren't really there or that whole weird yeah that was i mean that's the story that they've been trying to tell that for some people is you know what they want good entertainment and stuff that's not why i watch doctor who that's just apparently i feel like we're in the minority here sorry for people who are still i guess listening to us with (laughs) i don't know i don't know what it is we're just being honest we actually had a fan uh, uh, go ahead well yeah i'm I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You said what? I was just going to say that based on what she was saying about how we're in the minority for not liking this particular well, series. That we don't like it. Well, we had issues with it. We had issues with it. Uh, but I was just going to say that we had a fan who actually had some good things to say in essentially a retort to our previous episode. What they say? Oh, I'm going to bring it up now. If you guys want to continue uh, discussing what you were discussing about us being in the minority, and I did not mean to cut you off. <laughs> I yeah. just want to let you know, because like, that sucks. It happens to me, too, in podcasting. Well, I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about to you. <laughs> oh, we were talking about being in the minority and not being on the bandwagon. And I... I I don't know. I guess I haven't read enough opinions online to like feel I what have. other people. Oh, you have? I've read a lot of it. I have. Yeah. I. I mean, just on Facebook because I'm old now and I don't care about other social media platforms. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't even care about Facebook really, but <laughs> it's all fake. Mm-hmm. You know. I do. But that's know. a different discussion altogether. Uh, but sometimes when you go through that, you know, you get sucked in thing. Uh, I scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, I'm. I have read opinions. I I've read them through the lens of the music because that's where it always begins for me because mm-hmm. I really wanted to know honestly wanted to know what other people were thinking about this composer you know right. I was looking for Leaving maybe complete. maybe some kinship I just was looking for the, the good and the bad I like to look at both sides of the opinions when it comes to things like music because uh in the, in terms of TV and movies and stuff I mean taste current taste does matter when you're going to tell a story these mm-hmm. days i mean you know you put a, a a you know the bombastic score that murray gold had before was you know maybe a little over the top for some people is what i've read you know for me it wasn't because the themes were so good like it right. was quality melodies and that's what the heart of a lot of of music you don't get a lot of that 
pop music doesn't have a lot of real they have a lot of hooks, hooks. but they don't have in the classical sense of the word melody mm-hmm. from beginning to end if you want to analyze what a quote-unquote good melody or a quote-unquote bad melody is i'm you know mm-hmm. purely uh you know from a i guess a theory standpoint if you want to look at it like that but uh the melodies were solid you know for the last season and there was not a lot of melody driven stuff this season it was a lot of ambient music a lot of pop driven stuff a and that's the strings, composer a yeah, lot of violins and the composer I, I i watched a few interviews with him when i was searching about it he seems very sweet he's very genuine and very into it you know i well that's i always feel yeah most and most composers are when they're at that level they're they're doing their thing mm-hmm. and he's doing his thing he's doing it to the best of his ability and being himself which i admire yeah it's like great that. i i just the approach the touch to it i think was perfect for the writers this season because of what i was saying about their focus being the inner monologue of the drama the and less the sci- the sci-fi felt like a side dish yeah this it did. season the the it was meat more and about potatoes the ensemble. yeah the it felt like that was what like I said, that was a story they were trying to tell. And if and if we look at the music that was provided this season, in light of the story arc as a whole, I suppose, since they've brought back the first season and tried to reference the other seasons. Remember this? You know, like yeah. little slightly... Placation for the I, fan. You could tell they were just trying to get it in there. Yeah. Pl- paying a little fan service. I I admire it. They tried. Yeah. But that's uh, that's all fine and well for the story that they that story they've been trying to tell the whole season about about the drama and things. The music suits it, right? Because it is if you think about your inner monologue and you think about this sad wafting sort of stuff going on. I don't know. I just but like you like said it earlier, very, it's not your Doctor Who. It, that's what's that that is for me exactly it. Mm-hmm. It is something that is analytical. I just that's how I look at TV as you look at it as entertainment that's fine you can look at it on a surface level like that but for me my brain's always ticking like that when i'm watching anything doesn't matter what it is why commercials are so horrid yet another thing to talk about that we will not get into today (laughs) yeah we probably should that's another no we definitely should not if i especially if i'm on the music tick (laughs) yeah yeah, let's not get into that (laughs) but that's that's what i gotta say about that um i really hope i'm glad we have another episode to do a finale one i've been really wanting to do something with the music i have nate bought me several years ago the 50th anniversary cd uh, set for Doctor Who. Oh, sweet! That has, I think it's four CDs. It's four it's discs, four. and it covers all eras, and it's chronological nice. up to Matt oh, Smith. Oh, that's so cool! Um, so I want. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm think still, I've seen it. Uh, I, I think we've ever listened to we've it. We've never, we haven't, I haven't listened to it with anybody. I've listened to it um, mm-hmm. several times before, but uh, I, I'm still cooking up a little segment for next season whenever if we get around to that if we're going to do that mm-hmm. um but unfortunately I do wanna, delayed till 2020 yeah in in light of my either bitching sometimes <laughs> about the music or praising it i d- i didn't hate it all together i mean the music's nice like if you're just to listen to the music as its own thing you know it's mixed nice it, he chose um some nice sounds underneath that do have a bit of like sci-fi warble to them i mean the the instrumentation's there. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's very subtle, which is, again, the subtle story of emotions that they're telling in this this whole season of Doctor Who. That's that's why I say it fits mm-hmm. in that way. The music itself is good. You know, he's a good composer or whatever. But I, I would love to revisit uh, from, like, every season. Like I said, I'm still working on the idea. But next, next episode, we'll talk a little bit of maybe some of the classic music. Um, I don't know how the licensing works yet for not, you know, not to make this into a podcast meeting, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how the licensing works for actually playing clips on our show. It's fair use as long Uh, as we're not trying to monetize here and we don't on Podbean. Well, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. (laughs) Yeah, not, not yet. We're not there yet. No, not, not, not to that, that part yet, but that I think we'll have, maybe have a few clips ready or something for next episode and talk about them just to, so you can hear the differences because it, like I was saying, That's when a great idea. for a 2018 audience, you you might we they might need the subtlety. Everybody seems to like it across. We we started this talk about uh, did I look on social media? You know, at people's uh, opinions mm-hmm. of things. And that's what I kept finding. I was so surprised to not see more critiques of the music 
Mm-hmm. And I just that have been thinking, I, I have been thinking about that a lot. And I'm going, why am I critiquing it? What is it that my gut is telling me? And it's what I just talked about. Mm-hmm. It's the whole, because of the, the point of the season and the emotions and things. So I'm, I won't rehash that. That's a really interesting observation. I'm, I'm looking forward to next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that. cause you It'll know, the music from the 1960s and 70s is, wouldn't speak to an audience the same way now mm-hmm. as it did then. You know, right? Because it was weird and it new to sounding. It differently. The sounds, the sounds they had. Some of the the sounds that they were using in that mu- in that music was so experimental for right. the time. I mean, just all the theremins. <laughs> I mean, and the theremin had been around for a while, but they were experimenting with like noises and, uh, you know, just like sheet metal and just weird sound effects as the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily as the. The noises and or the um, the, the background effect, right? Yeah, sound effects. I mean, shoot effects. often in but classic who they would go with no music at all underlying right. the scenes. Right, that's another thing mm-hmm. I would like to talk about if we do a music segment next time. Um, yeah, we will do that. Yeah, for sure. that's uh, the lack of music can be just as important as it, music. Bam! It, it not only can be, it absolutely is. Right. In any form of music, silence is. I mean, you use silence correctly, and it's. Uh, powerful. Yeah, how the gods, how the gods kill you guys. Yeah. <laughs> to bring up our band, we were fresh off a show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last night. But that's a song that is very silent. And then when when the noise comes in, because of how silent it really is for a while, there's just kicks. swallows yeah. people whole. Like I said, it's yeah. a shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Anyway, uh, one thing to also mention on this composer that's in the new series, Sarah. Do you know his name by chance? Uh. I do, and it escapes me now because I've been it's forgetting okay. everything. Don't worry about guys- it right <laughs> off the top of the bat. Because the reason I, I even brought him up is I think that people are praising him because he, in my opinion, and I know you don't necessarily share this opinion, I love the new Doctor Who theme. Like the with the new, bro, and like it's all like, it's, it's, it's modern. It has been brought to the times. It is a little bit of a... Uh, almost a dance club undercurrent to it like you guys had called back to that's not the part i necessarily like i just like how it overall sounds to me that's you know i i have no beef with anybody you know anybody's opinions really on the new theme everybody that seemed to be a mixed bag for me mm-hmm. um i just looked up online quickly because you were talking it. about um, the composer for doctor who, who oh, did the yeah. new theme yeah that's him okay i don't know how to pronounce his name i think it's uh Oh, Sagan. I think it's Sagan Akinola. Akinola, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Royal Birmingham Conservatoire alumnus. Yeah, he seemed very sweet and genuine uh, in his interviews and things, but that's uh, neither here nor there. I was just kind of saying maybe the the intro is so damn good to so many people that the shortcomings and parts of the season and the odd choices, because to me they're, as just a basic fan that doesn't analyze music quite like you do, Sarah, uh... I was watching this series and there were choices and I was just like, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know if I would have done that. Yeah, musical choices. Yeah. 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 Like, okay, example. And this is one we're going to have to reference and I hate to bring it up because as soon as I do, it's going to be in everyone's head. But the Rosa Parks episode. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. The Rise Up song they choose yeah, in that moment. Yeah, I already all that, had like, my, uh, mm-hmm. my time on complaining on the mountain for that one. But, <laughs> yeah. but to go back to that, Mm-hmm. It is something that is to me so bad it still stands out. That is a misstep in the season. Well, it could have sealed the series so much better if they would have made it more emotional, less poppy. I, I personally think. I think. I think it's the opposite though. The problem is that that makes it over emotional. That's like filling the cup and then spilling over. Like what? There's ways to be more subtle. About I guess it, it just made it, me it disconnect. It it does. It takes you out of the time period. I think that it would have been much more suited to having a song. If you if you wanted to choose a, a popular tune, fine. But at least choose one that has like the period in mind. The era. Right. It was the era. It was wrong. It was that it was wrong. That was more that musically was... offensive to me than the use of a pop song because the whole like I said, he's a pop world composer. That's this guy's bread and butter. Does. They hired him to be this kind of composer because mm-hmm. um, that's what his that's what he does. So yeah, the use of a pop song, fine if they want to do that. It just it was the choice. Like I get where they were coming from, but 
we didn't need i i didn't need it to bring it home i don't want to get on my complaint train again good about in that. theory bad in execution it, it was cheap yeah it uh, was cheap it was me. a cheap shot it felt cheap Chewy. it was a cheap shot in the way that commercials cheap shot you it was insult it was you know? almost insulting like now you have to feel this way really feel it guys yeah, and and just in the way that it was mixed, it just yeah. smacked you in the face. It, it was, was all it was that pop pop music, uh, all treble, you know, real. F- it was just oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's okay. But We're gonna that's go ahead. Uh, what what was your point in bringing that up again? I was just saying how do you think that the quality of some aspects of his first season doing the composing for the series is almost balanced. People aren't necessarily bitching as it were because while there have been shortcomings and missteps mm-hmm. there are things that are really good that stand out there are certain moments that are like oh yeah they did it right there that was a good choice the theme is great the there are certain ways they set up music to bring things back into focus later in the series that yeah, work out he, so he does do well with the tender moments like i said mm-hmm. the when it's when it's very expansive and it's just sort of the sort of whistling sounds in the background and the little it's layered strip pads down. the stripped down things that's what that's why i see say that's why i said what i said about it connecting to the emotional core of the story mm-hmm. um and the and connection between action. the characters and There's less on the sci-fi action mm-hmm. the um the sci-fi like you said felt like a side note right yeah it was the side dish mm-hmm. the season which you know boo you know when you're into classic who and you see like <laughs> mm-hmm. the world of classic who it's just like oh man we've been yeah maybe a little that more just that. tainted us a little bit while watching the new season because we've been so immersed in the classic who yeah. And I mean, this season had it how it was intended to be, you know, like the original yeah. thing. Yeah, it had its moments. I mean, the whole psych. The, what was the one with the frog? When there was like a, the the frog was at the. She met that creature. What was that episode? Oh yeah, that is the episode that where it's the really alternate weird, universe. Yeah, that and was that's a supposed weird to be, sci-fi twisty. And that's supposed sort of to be episode. Grace. Yeah, it was. That was a strange oh, yeah. one. Grace that was the frog. A, the frog. Yeah, that yeah. weird mirror house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a weird one. Uh, um, actually, speaking on that, I mean, that was what I was going to bring up is that we did have somebody that mentioned that they had a different opinion than us. And I want to talk about it. Andrew D. Gable, uh, after our listening to our episode about episodes eight, nine, I think seven as well, we did that short block. Yeah. He said, I don't know. I actually rather liked the last two. The Witchfinders particularly, except for the dodgy bit about the tree. Now, this next mm-hmm. part, I... This I'm I'm saying this personally. The next part of what he says, I don't remember the reference, so I need to go back and listen to the episode. He says, although I do agree that Slayer is highly overrated, I can't stand the vocals. Did we <laughs> reference Slayer? We on did because that dude was wearing a Slayer T-shirt and oh, we we're like, "Fuck yeah. Slayer!" Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You said you didn't like it. That's right, because he's the scummy dad that left his blind ass daughter. Yeah, and then like we're supposed to like want him to like win at the yeah. end. I remember that yeah. episode oh. with the with mm-hmm. the um with the blind girl. Which I will say in retrospect, I do appreciate that they hired an actual blind yes. person. An actual handicapped person and they did not um, hire an actress that was portraying a blind person. Mm-hmm. That was kind of nice. It was just a little intense. <laughs> yeah, it definitely <laughs> it was a little intense for mm-hmm. me. But I do appreciate the, what they were trying to do in hiring that type of an actress. But yeah, scumbag dad and all of that mm-hmm. business. That was uh, this season was filled with scumbags. Think yeah. about the Kerblam episode with the scumbag boyfriend who has like the plot to blow up a bunch of people for love. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, he ends up killing his girlfriend because of that they accidentally. Or he wanted to be here. His, yeah, yeah, that he was, was interested so, in her, but they yeah. weren't dating. Yeah. They were friends. Just a mild count of stalking. Uh, there are some fun moments in this season. This series was, this series 11 had some good stuff. Uh, before we actually get into covering the Tim Shaw finale episode, because we haven't actually, like, talked about what happened. Before oh, we get into Tim Shaw. So, online, right? There's this little bit of a conspiracy I want to bring up to you guys. There's a group of core fans of Doctor Who that firmly believe that there are people within the BBC who are creating accounts to give better scores on Rotten Tomatoes and such <laughs> to this series. And that because, okay, here's a confusing thing. We've had our issues with this series. We've mm-hmm. had things we weren't happy with. You had things you weren't happy with. I had things so on and so forth. How is it the highest rated series since Doctor Who came back? Since Doctor Who came back. Think about that. You mean to tell me this is better than series two or series three or four? Hmm. With all those great episodes, Blink and and all those. I mean, I think it, 
I mean, partially it could be that. Partially okay. it could be comparatively speaking to the previous season of Peter Capaldi that was not getting so good reviews. Mm-hmm. So it could be... Uh, um, it I hate to use an analogy from our band, but I'm going to use an analogy from our band. Sure. Do you remember our very first show? Yeah. And we sold all of our tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We sold all of our tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, you know, pay to play, which mm-hmm. we don't do those anymore. But... Um, we sold all of our tickets, and then the next time we tried to do pay-to-play, it was harder. And the next time we tried to do pay-to-play, it was harder, mm-hmm. right? We sold all of our tickets because we cashed in on all the people that – it was a first-timer mm-hmm. sort of a cash-in. You know what I mean? People came out and said, oh, this is new and different novel. and novel, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, you know, that's where most people, when they're in bands, they get that. You get that first – everybody's interested, oh, and then it tails off. And then they, you have to do the hard work, to the real hard work right. to, to grind and bring it back up you know mm-hmm. uh but that's what i mean like they cashed it in this season comparatively speaking to how yep. bad it was before they went like, all in all of these reviews might just be oh well this is you know new and different now this is new on the scene we haven't seen this band before mm-hmm. we haven't seen this but now they're gonna have to do the hard work next keep season the, keep it and the following season to go okay well we gotta live up to these reviews now we gotta see if people actually like this so it really doesn't matter if they've done some fake reviews that's like remember that was that band that just got like the guy got in trouble oh, for uh, making a fake band threatening yeah yeah, yeah where he made he, you know made it look like he had all these facebook followers but he bought all of them and then he went on a european tour and no one showed up and no one showed up but all these bands he had booked like they expected to get paid like they were you know, opening for a big headliner mm-hmm. and it was just a ghost town and he got mm-hmm. busted out for that. So even if the BBC allegedly did this conspiracy theory thing but where they went and made all these fake accounts and gave themselves good reviews, uh, how long before that's going to get a busted out if that did happen? They're not going to be able to do that for several seasons. Right. Um, but yeah, they got some hard work to do to make sure that it's it stays up there mm-hmm. in that respect. But yeah, I would say that all of the high praise, if it is quote unquote genuine has to do with that just because of the right. difference and all of and the I newness. Think the fact that Jodie Whittaker being such a great actress really makes a difference because mm-hmm. if it was another woman who didn't play it well, then th- maybe they maybe they still would have been like, well, we can't say anything because it's a new thing. It's a woman thing. We can't be like that. We can't hate mm-hmm. on it because it's a woman. Or maybe if she was not as good, people, you know, like I think because Jodie Whittaker is such a good actress, she kind of like set the curve for the rest of the show to like just kind of get by because she was kind of she's why I was tuning in. I Clearly, suppose. the yeah. star of right. this. I mean, she uh, is the shining thing that comes out of the season ultimately. And you know what? I actually even like the companions. I quite like the new companions. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. dislike them. I didn't uh, dislike the companions either. Yeah, I think the writing for her was actually that's where it was good this season. The writing was good for her. Yeah. Because they didn't write it in such a way, and we've talked about this a few times. They wrote it in such a way where you forget that she's a woman until you need to remember. Right. And I'm specifically remembering this. I don't remember which episode it was from, but somebody was mansplaining her. They didn't quite say it like that. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, oh, I wish I just... If I didn't have to just explain myself all the time, maybe we could get something done. Right. And that was like the most, <laughs> I I don't want to use the, the F word. <laughs> the fe- yeah, I don't want to use that <laughs> word. But that is at the heart of a lot of problems that women have. And they said it in a natural, like funny yeah, way subtle. where it was almost a subconscious way. But that was smart writing because if they would have been very overt about that, used just words. just saying that to me because I'm a woman. Right. right. If they would have gone like that about it, it wouldn't have been so well. But she just got like that, like naturally exasperated thing and just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it, but in the way that every woman does almost on a daily basis. Correct. Yeah. That's like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, men out there. I hate Sorry. to say it. <laughs> no, it's just the nature of men. I'm it's the king. The beast. I'm the guilty yeah. king of mansplaining. I didn't know, though, until it was recently. Nobody does. No, no man. It was no like, man knows. Do, you guys, you guys have seen Jurassic Park, the moment where they're like, un, they're digging up the fossil. That was me learning. I mansplain things. Yeah. It was just uh-huh. Well, the thing about mansplaining, not to get on a tangent, just a teeny tiny one, is that, uh, most of the time it is well-intentioned. Right, and that's the problem with it. That's yeah. why it's so exasperating and irritating because we know you mean well, but it's like, dude, we already fucking know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's how you feel sometimes, that, yeah, too. Yeah, and that was why the doctor had the perfect yeah. way. Uh, what episode was that in that I'm thinking of this? I, I can't feel remember. like it was I don't know. pretty early in the season. And yeah, actually, you know what I think it was? Me. I know what it is. I actually was it can the King James one? It was, this, it was maybe the King James one, but I'm also thinking it happened or something similar like that happened in the second episode, the Ghost Monument episode. Well, it does happen to women a lot, so it makes but sense. The, the Ghost <laughs> Monument episode yeah, the, where the two were racing, I mm-hmm. think the one guy was trying to like mansplain to the doctor, and I'm doing it now. Well, I don't no, know. <laughs> well, I asked. I okay, asked. fair point, fair point. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to. You tread lightly okay. on that one, you know. Yeah, well, I was only bringing it up because I wanted to shine a light on what the writers did. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. good. There good is job. some good. Yeah, we had some hangups, but there were some good things that came, yeah. and that's why we kept watching it, and that's why we're going to keep watching it. Yeah, I'll keep watching because it's my story. Right, it's our stories. It's our stories. Guys, I think there were a little bit of shortcomings when we look at um, the the Ryan and Graham dynamic. They had the whole granddad thing and trying to make that dynamic happen. And it didn't happen. Like, it was really weird because it seemed like they both genuinely cared for each other throughout every single episode. But there were little moments where they would be, like, squabbling or or bickering or whatever. But then, like, the last two and a half or three episodes, they were just, like, full-blown together. And you were like, oh, these guys are on the same page. Like, granddad, yeah. And then at the finale, and this is to to literally segue us right there, uh, in the finale... Grandma's going to make a terrible choice, and Ryan has learned not to think so um, drastically. Because mm-hmm. once the reveal comes that Tim Shaw is back in the picture, Graham immediately goes, you know, oh my gosh, n- n- I can get revenge for what happened to Grace. I can right the wrong of Grace's death right now, like I said we should have when he was there mm-hmm. initially. So what did you guys, did you guys think that they kind of took a weird path to get Ryan and Graham to mesh like that and have it work out nicely? No, I thought it was pretty predictable to me. Yeah, but that's the problem. Why was it so predictable? They could, I think they could have made. Because it was just about being the bigger man and coming together as a family and you knew that was what was going to happen. Right. You have to make the terrible choice. Oh, no, I guess I will be the bigger man. It would have surprised me if he would have offed Tim Shaw. That's what would have been surprising to me. Yeah, because that would have changed the whole story, and it would have made it way darker and way fucking cooler, in my opinion. <laughs> I like that you bring up the word dark. Murder, uh, murder. Dark has been. But then wa- how would Graham have to like go on the journey with the doctor, knowing what he did? Like, how would they tell that story? That would have been cooler than, oh yeah, we're big happy fam. She would have kicked him out. Well, we don't know that, and we will never know that. Damn, Clearly. you're right. You're not. right. You're right. Maybe there's more murder coming. Well, interesting that you used the word dark because that's one word they're using to describe the New Year's finale. Sweet. Uh, It's a dark, brooding episode that's going to be heavy. We've had so much brooding this season, don't you think? It's been a lot of fucking brooding. Well, that's what we're supposed to care about now. That's what the show has taught us. So what are some of your guys' moments that you really loved in the finale throughout this Tim Shaw comeback episode? Because there were some interesting things to me. Um why don't you go first? Because I can't think of the anything. The first thing off the top of my head that I really loved was the first time that the doctor is standing outside of where Tim Shaw is hiding. And the chick that's guarding his door lets the doctor in. And she's like, how do you know him? And mm-hmm. it's like this, like, wait, that's not possible, right? There's like this reality. Oh, of like, yeah, the little that's brainwashed not... lady. And then when the doctor and Tim Shaw have that first face off. And she, and then even the doctor's like, this is not possible. Mm-hmm. It's cool because it just builds this dynamic that the doctor realizes that she had unfinished business and it's coming back to bite her. Mm-hmm. And I think that pays into how the doctor, again, played off this season and able to, you know, even through adversity, even in this very dark, messed up situation, uh, Tim Shaw, you know, uh, remember he, they had the little, uh, like, cubes, the universe cubes. Right. Uh He's going to like... I, don't, I still don't know what he was trying to do. I mean, he kind of just got mad with power. I feel like the whole Tim Shaw thing echoed the cult of Scarrow and the whole thing with um, uh, that one Dalek and he goes mad. Dalek sec. Yeah, and he goes mad. He, and he starts like prophesying and doing all this stuff. I feel like because Tim Shaw, wasn't it... Now, I don't know if it was actually emergency temporal shift because that's what the Dalek used in... 
uh which episode was that when the whole um when they were all getting sucked into the vortex doomsday. Rose and doomsday all of that yeah. and the it shifts so that's what it reminded me of i feel like it was a subtle callback to that and he goes a little mad with power right See, to me it reminded me of omega of omega oh. omega yeah it reminded me a little of that alone too. in his mm-hmm. own self-created world like king of his own castle and mm-hmm. trapped and couldn't leave yeah it's totally omega yeah, yeah it had it had vibes of that going on as well um and i just don't because you just don't know why he's collecting like he's clearly has a terrible idea okay he's collecting planets right you're gonna collect all these planets and you really think that these two creatures i get that they're like this powerful mysterious like race this religious thing but like first of all if they're devoted the ux the ux i couldn't remember what they were called if they're so devoted to religion their whole being their vibrational energy as it were is devoted to this this whole religion thing first of all I don't know how they got fooled so easily. But second of all, I did enjoy the religious commentary of the fact that they did get fooled so easily because mm-hmm. it really, in that, they said so much about religion without having to say it. Mm-hmm. But that's another conversation altogether. I enjoyed that about the writing of that and having him be, like you said, the Omega, the Mad King, almost. He goes a little bit bit crazy. But yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do. I mean, was he trying to, because he was going to die with everybody. I mean, if they have all these planets, how? Are, what was he? why was he collecting all of them? Was there a point to that? Did we They're learn that? They were going to destroy him, wasn't he? Just destroy him destroy the universe was he just That's like i fault. said was it, i yeah, can't remember if he, he was, was like pulling, a chaotic evil or not i don't i don't remember what the yeah he was shrinking was. these planets and displacing them right and keeping them and hoarding them right for what though i don't know i don't remember why maybe why he, he just wanted to that. be the king and have all of them but didn't realize that they were going to explode or whatever maybe he didn't know that they couldn't be in that place all at the same time together yeah well he was sort of mad with power yeah, on the other he was messed that, up that and other stupid. race's power you know mm-hmm. using gonna, it for his own uh, and he was ends. filled with revenge right you know, clouding I, who knows i don't know i'm sure google right does. it had a lot of undertones um a lot of undertones going on yeah this episode yeah there was a lot going on I'm trying to pull it up right now to to give you guys resolution on uh, why exactly he was doing this. I don't know how all these planets, though, after what the Daleks did, you know, and all these now these collecting planets. And like, how can they be, you know, shifted in and out of phase these whole planets without damage? Yeah, that's interesting to for me to think about, or even talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, false I don't know. gods and. I'm curious to see what happens next season. I don't really remember how, how did the episode end? What was the, what did we, they just go off in time and space again? I'm trying to Yeah, they were all friends. Come on, fam. Let's go. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And they went off again. Cool. Everybody loves each other and. Oh. Skipping down the yellow brick road. The episode was actually, and this was going to help us to remember that there was a war going on on this planet. And let lest us forget, there were a bunch of like uh, tanks and stuff on yeah. the battlefield. Another forget. undertone. See, there was a lot going on. The battle of Ranskor Av Kalos was the name of the actual episode. Yeah. And I'm gonna get into the synopsis here or the plot. The holidays hit us hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forgetting things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a whirlwind. It's been yeah. a very busy week. We've had yeah. family from from town. We've had shows. We've had work all these things we've yep. been doing we, we did we had two shows for doctor who yeah so forgive us for being scatterbrained <laughs> <laughs> did you find what you're looking for i'm trying to find what is exactly going on but there's a lot to read here because it literally recaps every single thing in the episode and I oh can yeah i don't want to do that no <laughs> totally read that off but it would take way long uh, yeah no. i don't want to do that Maybe that can be Nate's solo cast for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Donate a dollar and you get to hear Nate read about Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> you can. They locked him, Sean, in the temple, remember? They put him yeah, in stasis in forever yeah. and say that he has to live there. Yeah. And remember one word. Grace. Savage. And they're like, oh, yeah, got him. Uh, so, yeah. They, Sick burn. They're Sick off. Burn. They're off to the wind. And we only have the little tease for the New Year's episode as we record this, we're not too far away from the New Year's episode, mm-hmm. really a little over a uh-huh. week here. Um, we are recording on day of release. Sorry that the episode's out a little bit late, but like the girls were saying, we've been busy. What can we do? 
There's nothing to be done. Uh, final thoughts on Series 11 and your takeaways, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. I liked it. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm going to keep watching it. I really loved Jodie Whittaker's performance. I liked the companions. I thought that uh, there was a lot of things I would have changed. There was a lot of things I didn't like. But I'm going to give them another go. I'm going to stick around, see what happens. Excellent. Sarah? I feel like things are different, and I'm an, a stubborn old lady. <laughs> That's how I feel. We fear change. I fear change. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that bad. Well, I've given, I don't really have any final thoughts. I've said most of my final thoughts today uh, about the music, which is always important for me. And uh, as V said, we like Jodie Whittaker. I like her. I think that was good. I liked what I, what I was talking about, about the writing for her. Mm -hmm. I thought that was good. I'm and, glad she's coming um, back. I feel like I'm just am so much more emotional now. I have to be so emotional when I watch Doctor Who now. That's what I have to carry. That's what I have to care about now. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. That's my my takeaway from that. I I wish it wasn't because I am already an emotional wreck of a human being <laughs> on most any given day as these two will politely not tell you about <laughs> but i have enough of that going on so i don't need a gentle prod to cry right. at any at any given day that's just me that's why i watch sci-fi because you can kind of disconnect from that unless it's rose and uh, it catches you you know in your 20s and you're like ah. i don't, See, even, I don't even connect to that the flash the cw's cheese oh. just the cheese man nacho cheese yeah it's melty yeah, that's a whole podcast. That's a whole other itself. podcast. That's a journey into comics podcast. All right. Well, Sarah, <laughs> did you have any final thoughts? Uh, those were my takeaways, I oh. think. But overall positive. I don't want to. I. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and how they're going to fight for it. As yeah, I me said too. Before, I'm, in, I'm excited to, to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Just to like, see what happens. They they put this out there and yeah, now they got to fight for it. Anyways, that's what I got to say. For me, I t the takeaways, I agree with you guys easily. Jody is fantastic. Uh, been a Jodie Whittaker fan for a while, so to see her on screen and just doing it, it was awesome. Uh, they did write for that character specifically, the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, very well throughout. Mm -hmm. I think that this season suffers from lack of interconnectivity to the already built universe. I mean, you barely have a sonic screwdriver. They hardly used the TARDIS. I mean, they go from place to place in the TARDIS, but it wasn't a plot device. They weren't utilizing it throughout the episode to go back and we need to do this or find this or get this or, you know, they're, for it being new and them having an opportunity to show that set off, they kind of didn't. Correct. Yeah. And, I mean, I heard they spent a lot of money on that new set and it's all... It reminded me of like a cave. Kind of, yeah. A it, all, it reminded me of the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> What did the sonic Superman. screwdriver remind you of, Veronica? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to talk about it? Ask company. the internet, everybody, what, <laughs> what the sonic screwdriver looked like. What did it look like? And you'll find lots of fun, fun answers. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole for I, you to go down. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Your definition of fun is confusing. I mean. Yeah. That, I thought they used the sonic screwdriver a little much, if you want to know the truth. I feel like it was it was... A get out of jail free card a little bit, mm -hmm. um, maybe not the whole season because what is it like break or something? Yeah, she ends up not being able to use it. Mm -hmm. But before that, I mean, it was it was used its standard amount. I mean, yeah. it is one of those just like oh we're trapped. You know, like, Let me use my yeah. Do you think right. this? Okay, so this is in in conjunction with my final thoughts. Is like this season could have, in my opinion, uh, hit a home run if one episode had. A weaving angel, a Dalek, the silence, a Cyberman, Nod a fucking, to it or something. A, a Zygon. No. Or just like an Easter egg that we would rec like the bad wolf thing. Throughout the whole entire if there thing. There was a bad wolf randomly placed. That would make my fucking life complete. Mm -hmm. I'd be so pleased if they I saw Jerry Whitaker like walk past graffiti that said bad wolf and didn't even notice. It was mm. so cool. 
<laughs> yeah, it would it would make it. Uh, what would Rose think of the new doctor as Jodie Whittaker? Oh, that's a different story to tell altogether. Man, that's that, for fan fiction. That fan. Ooh, yeah, that could be some interesting fan fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. it probably already is. I somebody had, I on one of the, somebody on one of the Doctor Who sites asked. They were like, "Man, we really need to bring Sally Sparrow back." Oh, yeah, and I thought, man, Sally how Sparrow. cool would it be if, like, if you wrote minutes after the Doctor and Martha leave her to go fight the lizard, the giant lizard, four things and a giant lizard, right? They go to fight them, and seconds later, the TARDIS lands and Jody steps out, and Sally's just like, "What?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "Hi, Sally Sparrow. I remember you. I'm the Doctor." And she's like, "But you're, you're a, you're a woman." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that was a f- you just saw me a few faces ago or whatever, you know." And then like, then I you could just build a whole. You know. know, they could have done that with this season, and I don't know how well it would have gone over. Maybe they're saving that. Maybe type next of season. Thing. Yeah, because I mean, really, they could do that with any character. Yeah, any, anything. Just go and they pick an episode. Hi, I'm the new Doctor. Here's what my do you new think face. Donna Noble would have to say about that. Donna Noble would have nothing to say because she had a fate worse than death. That's true. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to say anything. Twice she had a but, fate worse than death. Twice. Yeah, like she's my favorite. I need to find out what favorites. happens with Clara because I still haven't finished Peter Capaldi season. Let's uh, yeah, make that our. That. Let's make that our end uh, of the new thing. year. Yeah, Sabrina got us. I know we we had to get into Ooh, Sabrina. Was that was good really one. good. That show's good. That deserves its own podcast, the mm-hmm. Chilling Podcast. That was kind of bad, though, because we were good. really hardcore into Sabrina, and then we had to watch the Doctor Who episode with the witches, and we yeah. were like, God damn it. <laughs> I just wish we were watching Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. it definitely affected our, our visualization uh, on the Yeah, uh, definitely. On the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but ultimately, I think this is a solid series. I am thinking that in a couple years after she's had more series to look back on, we'll look back fondly on this season and be like, yeah. man, they set up cool series. shit they were they were planning for this bigger picture and we didn't see it i can't believe you know all the things you're really that, yeah, hoping yeah, yeah. for that aren't you it's the matt smith thing all over again yeah, we'll see what happens it yeah, was the same way and the same way with capaldi i hated the first capaldi season i didn't hate it i really disliked there some it stinkers but i didn't hate it i really like peter capaldi as the doctor on the second I rewatch too. i loved it and i love clara yeah sometimes she bugs but usually i'm all about her yeah yeah and peter capaldi is just like a sassy old man Punk i love that yeah they yeah, just, he's a weirdo. He he's suffered like a, a dandy. He suffered from the bad writing. He See, suffered from that. I feel like Peter Capaldi is like a, a petulant version of uh, the classic Peter. Uh, what's John Pertwee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he it, had a little bit of that. You know what's funny that you say that? Mm-hmm. Capaldi's all-time favorite doctor, John Pertwee. Pertwee. Well, that, that explains it. Yeah, he yeah. has that dandy about him. Has that dandy about him? Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's a great well, thing. Well, we'll have to talk about that after you finish it out, because yeah, what we'll you need to remember is before the season finale of Gallifreyo, and then we can just okay. power through and get it done. Sure. No, it's not Peter Capaldi's season though anymore. No. You are in Missy's season, which since okay. you've had since started describing <laughs> it is making me very excited to want to watch it. Yeah, she's yeah. in Missy's love, season. I, You're I right, absolutely. This is, is also in Sabrina, by the way. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's wonderful. Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Ugh, God, she's the best evil lady. I love she her. Is. Her face Ugh. is perfect. Oh, I love her, and her hair is glorious. She's just a, an evil witch. <laughs> she's in the born best way. for it. Like yeah, yeah in, a, in the best way. Lady absolutely. Satan. All right, girls. Should we wrap this one up? Uh Okay, well, as always, folks, you can check out Gallifradio on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify where you can search Journey Into Comics Network, get Gallifradio and all the different shows on our network. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Give us a buck for early access and exclusive content. Goes to your ear holes first. Uh, this has been Gallifradio. Sarah, Veronica, thank you guys so much for joining me. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we did episode 10 and it is in the books. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I have been your host, Nate. I'm Veronica. Sarah. We'll see you somewhere in timey-wimey. Later. <laughs>